thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul fest this morning. Lord, thank you for a brand new day. <laughs> Once again, thank you for this grace that brings me into your presence. Thank you for the precious blood of Jesus shed upon the cross of Calvary for my sins. Thank you because by your blood I can come this morning. By your blood I can praise your name this morning. By your lo blood, Lord, I can give you glory. Father, thank you. Jesus, thank you. This morning, we worship you as the covenant-keeping God. We worship you this morning as the one who is faithful. We worship you this morning as the God who is holy. Be glorified, Father, forevermore in the name of Jesus. We worship you, Jehovah. We worship you, Yahweh. We worship you, King of kings. We worship you, Lord of lords. Be glorified forevermore in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, we come into your presence this morning knowing that you are forever faithful. You will never fail. Scripture says that you are not a man. You do not lie. Lord, you don't repent of your words. Thank you. Thank you once again for keeping your word over our lives. We appreciate you, Father. As we come into your presence this morning, we have come to worship you. We have come to give you glory. We have come to edify your name. Father, help us this morning to bless you. Help us to worship you. Help us to learn as we read the word. But let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Morphe Eye Nike sharing this time with you. We continue our reading of the book of Isaiah, and I'm telling you, I'm excited today. Yes, we complete the book of Isaiah today. We'll, take, we'll be taking Isaiah chapter 64, 65, and 66. This book has been very, very interesting. I'm sure you will agree with me. Uh, no other person speaks more about Jesus, okay, in the Old Testament more than Isaiah, even more than David. I'm telling you, Isaiah saw so much. No one else, you know, spoke more about the life of Jesus, his birth, how he was going to live, you know, his persecution, his death, his resurrection, and even his second coming. I'm telling you, uh, maybe the only person that might take the title for second coming will be Daniel the prophet. Okay, so very importantly, if you want to understand, yes, the New Testament, I say again, understand and read the book of isaiah again and again yes a lot of those prophecies are still coming to pass all right please get your bibles today let's let's read isaiah chapter 64 isaiah continues to pray for israel continues to pray for jerusalem we'll see that in isaiah chapter 64 isaiah 65 isaiah will prophesy about the coming judgment and yes isaiah 
prophesied about the end time, the end time that have not even come to pass until now. Isaiah prophesied about that time. And then finally, the last chapter, Isaiah chapter 66, Isaiah will tell us, you know, prophesied about those whom God loves, those whom God accepts, and those that find, if they're not careful, find God as their enemies. Okay? So much to learn today. Get your Bibles. Isaiah chapter 64 says, Oh, that you will burst from the heavens and come down. Out the mountains will quake in your presence. So I remember as a young Christian, you know, um, my mentor, Sunday BK, and this was one of his strong, his main prayer points, you know, oh, that you will rend the heavens and come down. You know, when I see, I will sit in those rooms when he's praying and you could just feel the presence of God right there. Okay. So this is a very strong prayer point. Lord, rend the heavens. <laughs> Literally tear the heavens open and come down. In other words, Lord, come and establish your will on the earth. Come and establish your will in this particular situation. That was what Isaiah was saying. Oh, that you will burst from the heavens and come down how the mountains will quake in your presence so he knew that when god comes down the mountains will quake will quake is it quick it says as fire causes wood to burn and uh, and water to boil says your coming would make the nations uh, tremble i'm telling you he says then your enemies would learn the reason for your fame <laughs> easily right it says when you came down long ago you did awesome deeds beyond our highest expectation and oh oh how the mountains quaked remember when god came down and walked with the children of israel right when he literally led them by the hand through the wilderness nations fell before them even a uh, physical thing, the Red Sea saw, saw God coming and parted. Yes, I'm telling you, the mountain quakes in the presence of God. Whether it's physical mountain or spiritual mountain. Verse 4 says, For since the world began, no ear has had, no eyes, eye has seen a God like you who works for those who wait for you. So I'm sure you know where they got 1 Corinthians chapter 2 uh, verse 9 from eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It has not yet entered into my yes. The motivation for that scripture will come from the or the inspiration for that scripture will come from Isaiah chapter 64 verse 4. It says for since the word began no eye has heard and no hear no ear has heard no eye has seen a god like you who works for those who wait for him yes god works for those who wait for him he says you welcome those who gladly do good who follow godly ways but you have been very angry with us for we are for we are not godly we are constant sinners how can people like us be saved since we are all infected and impure with sin when we display our righteous deeds uh, they are nothing but filthy rags like autumn leaves uh, we wither and fail and our sins sweep us away like the wind 
wow he says all our he says we are all infected and impure with sin yes so while he's talking about the nation of israel this scripture applies to us so romans goes on to say that all have sinned and come short of the glory of god when you read the book of isaiah you will know where a lot of the inspiration as the holy spirit you know inspires you know a lot of uh, paul's writing you will know where they came from a lot of them you know the inspiration comes from the book of isaiah it says like autumn leaves we wither and fall and our sins sweep us away like the wind it says yet no one calls on your name or pleads with you for mercy therefore you have turned away from us and turned us over to our sin so we know that israel eventually and judah eventually reaps the reward for their sins he says and yet O lord you are our father we are the clay you are the potter we are all formed by your hand he says don't be so angry with us lord please don't remember our sins forever look at us we pray and see that we are all your people so he was praying for Jerusalem. Lord, see that we are your people. He says, your holy cities are destroyed. Zion is a wilderness. Yes, Jerusalem is a desolate ruin. The holy and beautiful temple where our ancestors praised you has been burnt down and all the things of beauty are destroyed. After all this, Lord, must you still refuse to help us? Will you continue to be silent and punish us? So if these are the words of Isaiah, like I perfectly agree that these are the words of Isaiah, then Isaiah is speaking okay, into the future because he is not going to see the destruction of Jerusalem. He will die before that time. Okay, so, but he is prophesying about that time that God rejects his people because of, of their sin and he is praying for them that Lord, you know, don't reject us forever. Alright, let's move on to Isaiah chapter 65. Here, Isaiah will be prophesying about judgment and and the fi- and final salvation that will come upon the world isaiah will be prophesying about the end time he says the lord says i was ready to respond but no one asked for help i was ready to be found but no one was looking for me i said here i am here i am to a nation that did not call on my name all day long i opened my arms to a rebellious people but they follow their own evil paths and their own crooked schemes it is all day they insult me to my face by worshiping idols in the sacred gardens they burn incense on pagan altars at night they go out among the graves worshiping the dead they eat the flesh of pigs and make stew with other forbidden food food so you can see that israel are just totally turned away if you read the book of leviticus and see the way israel is living currently you will know how far they had fallen apart from the fact that they were worshiping idols you know their daily lives had been turned upside down we know that injustice ruled on the street you know even you know um the physical health that god wanted to protect they had thrown everything out the window he says they eat the flesh of pig and make stews with other forbidden food he says yet they say to each other don't come too close or you will defile me i am holier than you at this 
these people as a stench in my nostrils, an acrid smell that never goes away. So even in the midst of all this, you know, there was pretense right, left, and center. He says, yet they say to each other, don't come too close <laughs> close, or you will defile me. Okay, so they were measuring one old person's holiness against each other, whereas they had all turned away from the Lord. He says, look at my de- look, my decree is written out in front of me. I will not stand silent. I will repay them in full. Yes, I will repay them, both for their own sins and for those of their ancestors, says the Lord. For they also burned incense on the mountains and insulted me on the hills. I will pay them back in full. He says, but I will not destroy them all, says the Lord. For just as good grapes are found among a cluster of bad ones, and someone will say, I don't throw them all away. Some of these grapes are good. Say so, I will not destroy all Israel. For I still have true servants there. I will preserve a remnant of the people of Israel and of Judah to possess my land. Since those I choose will inherit it, and my servants will live there. The plain of Sharon will again be filled with flocks for my people who have searched for me, and the valley of Akor will be will be a place to uh, to pasture heads. It says, but because <clears throat> but because the rest of you have forsaken the Lord and have forgotten His temple, and because you have prepared feasts to honor the God of fate and have offered mixed wine to the God of destiny, since now I will destine you for the sword. All of you uh, will bow down before the executioner. For when I called, you did not answer. When I spoke, you did not listen. You deliberately sinned because your before my very eyes and chose to do what you know I despise. So God said he was calling on these people eh? and they refused to answer. God is calling you today. If you don't know the Lord, scripture says today, today, not tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation. Don't put it off to tomorrow. Okay? Today is the day you should turn to the Lord and know him better. Don't Stay in your sins like these people and continue to think that you can deceive yourself. Today is the day to come to the Lord and give him everything that you have. It says, therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My servant will eat, okay, but you will starve. My servant will drink, but you will be thirsty. My servants will rejoice, but you will be sad and ashamed. My servants will sing for joy, but you will cry in sorrow and despair. Since your name will be a curse, a curse word among my people, for the sovereign Lord will destroy you and will call his true servant by another name. All who invoke a blessing or take an oath will do so by the, by the God of truth, for I will put aside my anger and forget the evil of earlier days. Since Look, I am creating new heavens and a new earth, and no one will even think about the old ones anymore. So whenever you hear in the Bible that the only time you hear God creating a new heaven and a new earth, okay, will be in Daniel's prophecies, 
okay, uh, when he sees the end time and then the book of Revelation. Okay, so when God speaks about creating a new heaven and a new earth, this will be after when Jesus comes. Okay, after Jesus, this is second coming. He says, Be glad, rejoice forever in my creation, and look, I will create Jerusalem as a place of happiness. So, yes, there will be a new Jerusalem that will come down from heaven. We will read all of this in the book of Revelation. He says, And look, I will create Jerusalem as a place of happiness. Our people will be a source of joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and delight in my people, and the sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it no more. Since no longer will babies die when only a few days old, no longer will adults die before they have lived a full life. Since no longer will people be considered old at 100. Ah! Since only the cost will die that will die that young, in those days people will live in the houses they build and eat the fruits of their own vineyards. Also, unlike the past, invaders will not take their houses and confiscate their vineyards. Since for my people will live as long as trees, and my chosen ones will have time to enjoy their hard-won gain. Since they will they will not work in vain, and their children will not be doomed to misfortune says for they are people blessed by the lord and their children too will be blessed says i will answer them before they even call to me ah may this be your own blessing oh, that before you call on the lord he answers you and that not just you that will be blessed your own children will be blessed also he says i will answer them before they even call call to me says why they are still talking about their needs i will go ahead and answer their prayers he says the wolf and the lamb will feed together the lion will eat a like a cow but the snake will eat will eat dust he says in those days no one will be hurt or destroyed on my holy mountain i the lord have spoken you see everything isaiah just described okay is end time okay when Jesus returns a second time, that's the picture of what we know will would be uh, in the New Jerusalem. All right, let's read our final chapter. Wow, chapter sixty-six. Eh? So, chapter sixty-six describes those who please the Lord. Okay, the Lord of course always loves those who are humble. Okay, those who are gentle, and then we will see those also that God does not like. Those who reject him, those who think they know better than God, those who walk in their own ways. Okay, let's go. Right, chapter 66. It says, this is what the Lord says. Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. I'm sure you you know that you will see this in the New Testament. Heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. Could you build me a temple as good as that? Could you build me such a resting place? Okay, so when God says, you know, when they built temple for temples for Him, it wasn't because God could come and dwell in those temples. Heavens itself, even the whole of the heavens itself cannot contain him yes if his presence was to was to manifest the whole heavens will not be able to be to contain him he says my hands have made both heavens and earth he says they and everything in them are mine i the lord have spoken did you hear that god says that both the heavens and the earth and everything in them belong to him in other words all the lands in this world 
belongs to him. All the wealth and riches in this world belong to him. You see, even the devil himself, eh? It was God who created him. In other words, he cannot overstep the boundaries that God gave, gives to him. God says that I, the Lord, have spoken. And so because everything belongs to your God, eh? Be in, fav- be in his favor. He says, I will bless those who have humble and contrite heart who tremble at my word i'm telling you god delights in those who are humble those who you know who reverence the lord those who fear the lord contrite hearts the bible calls it it's a who tremble at my word tremble here is not that they are afraid of god they reverence god okay they take god as his word and they take the word of god important but god says that i will bless them God will bless you because I know that you are humble. I know that you have a contrite heart. I know that you fear the Lord. The Lord will bless you in the name of Jesus. It says, but those who choose their own ways. Let me see. You see some very, very funny description that God will give now. It says, but those who choose their own way. God calls us to reason together. Yes, if you read the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 1, it says, come, let us reason, let us reason together. Okay, so fine. But God, when we reason with the world, God expects that we will choose his word because he says, yes, we read also this in the book of Isaiah. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. He says, as the heavens are higher than the earth. He says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Okay. So when God still presents his thoughts to you, you still have a choice to choose which one you want. So God says, but for those who choose their own way, they have heard about the way of God. And they are still choosing their own way. This is what God says. He says, those, but those who choose their own ways, delighting in, in their detestable sins, will not have their offerings accepted. Okay? He will accept the offering of the humble, the offering of those who fear him, who tremble before him, who have a contrite heart. He says, but those who choose their own way will not have their offerings accepted. He says, when such people sacrifice a bull, it is no more acceptable than a human sacrifice. Can you imagine? Of course, God already said that he will never accept human sacrifice. So God is simply saying, that such people, he will never accept their sacrifice because it is, he is comparing it with human sacrifice. He says when they sacrifice a lamb, it is as though they had sacrificed a dog. Wow. He says when they bring an offering of grain, they might as well offer the blood of pigs. Wow. Okay. Plugs, pigs, dogs were considered, if you read the book of Leviticus, were considered abominations to be offered to God. Okay, so God was simply saying, when you choose your own ways, eh, your prayer itself is an abomination to me. Your offering, okay, of course your offering could be prayer, could be service. He said it is an abomination. He says when, he says they might as well have offered the blood of a pig. He says when they burn frank incense, it is as if they had blessed an idol did you hear that ha he says i will send them great trouble all the things they feared for when i called they did not answer when i spoke they did not listen i pray for you and i think that is where we will turn our prayers to as we round up the book of isaiah that god will open our hearts to listen to him for those of us who have a relationship with god already we will love the lord even more and more better and better but for those of us who don't know god we are going to be praying together this morning it is time to open your heart 
to the Lord. He said, God says, I will send great troubles, eh? great trouble your way. He says, all the things, all the things you fear, God said, I will send it your way. Sometimes, so I'm telling you, it's a terrible thing, the Bible says, to fall into the hands of God. For some people, some of the things that they are going through, it is God stepping out of the way and allowing some of those things to happen to them. He says, for when I called, they did not answer. Today is the day to answer that call. He says, when I spoke, they did not listen. They deliberately sinned before my eyes and chose to do what they know I despise. He says, hear this message from the Lord. All you who tremble at his words. Okay, so for those who tremble, who have a contrite heart, who are humble, who fear the Lord. He says, hear this message from the Lord. All you who tremble at his word. Your own people hate you and throw you out for being loyal to my name. He says, let the Lord uh, be honored they scoff. Uh, let the Lord be honored. They scold. Be joyful in Him, but they uh, but they will be put to shame. Yes, you be joyful in the Lord, but they will be put to shame. What is all the commotion in the city? What is that terrible noise from the temple? It is the voice of the Lord taking vengeance against His enemy. Before the birth pains even begins, Jerusalem gives birth to a son who has ever seen. Anything as strange as this, who ever heard of such a thing? Has a nation ever been born in a single day? Has a country ever come forth in a mere moment? But uh, by the time Jerusalem's birth pain begins, our children will be born. Would I ever bring this nation uh, to the point of birth and then not deliver it? Asks the Lord. Says no, I would never keep uh, this. I would never keep this nation from being born. Says your God. Rejoice with Jerusalem. Be glad with her, all you who love her, and all you who mourn for her. Drink deeply of her glory, even as an infant drink at his mother's, mother's comforting breast. This is what the Lord says. I will give Jerusalem a river of peace and prosperity. The wealth of the nations will flow to her. Her children will be nursed at her breast carried in our arms and held in our laps. I will comfort you there in Jerusalem as a mother comforts a child. <laughs> so God was, Isaiah was prophesying that the days were coming where God will comfort Israel. God will comfort Jerusalem again. He says, when you see these things, your heart will rejoice. You will flourish like the grass. Everyone will see the Lord's hands of blessing on his servants and his anger against his enemies. See, the Lord is coming with fire and his swift chariots roar like a wild wind. <laughs> okay, of course, you know his second coming, okay? So, uh, see, the Lord is coming with fire and his swift chariots roar like a whirlwind. He will bring punishment with the fury of his anger and the flaming fire of his of his hot rebuke. The Lord will punish the world by fire and by his sword. Of course, he's talking about second coming. He will judge the earth and many people will be killed by him. Second coming, the trumpets, the vials that were opened. It says those who consecrate and purify themselves in a sacred garden with its idols in the center feasting on pork and rats and other detestable meats we come to a terrible end says the lord ah may that may god not make you such kind of people may that not be your portion 
in the mighty name of Jesus. He says, I can see what they are doing and I know what they are thinking. So I will gather all nations and people together and they will see my glory. I will perform a sign among them and I will send those who survive to be messengers to the nations, to Tarshish, uh, to the Libyans, to the Lydians, uh, who are famous as, uh, famous as archers, to Tubal and Greece and to all the lands beyond the sea that have not heard of my fame of seeing my glory. Uh, there they will declare my glory to the nations. Uh, they will bring the remnants of your people back from every nation. They will bring them to my holy mountain in Jerusalem as an offering to the Lord. They will ride on horses, in chariots and wagons, and on moves and camels, says the Lord. And I will appoint some of them to be, to be my priests and Levites. I, the Lord, have spoken. As surely as my new heaven and earth will remain, so will you always be my people, with a name that will never disappear, says the Lord. All humanity will come to worship me from week to week and from month to month. And as they go out, they will see the dead bodies of those who have rebelled against me. For the worms that devoured them will never die, and the fire that burns them will never go out. All who pass by will, will view them with utter horror. Wow. All right. So that concludes the book of Isaiah. Quite, quite interesting, quite amazing that the last picture Isaiah paints is the picture of the second coming of Jesus, the judgment that was going to be upon the whole world. When we read, when we get to the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation, we would we would we'll study this a bit better. But today, as we go, remember, um, those who will go through this uh, time of punishment, this time of persecution, okay, will be those who have rejected the Lord. So I say to somebody, today is the day to accept the Lord. Yes, today is the day to receive him into your heart. For those of us who know the Lord already, for those of us who love him, I am so excited for you. I'm so excited because I know that if the rapture was to happen this minute, uh, you will go and go be with Jesus. I know that if you were to close your eyes in death, I know that you will go be with Jesus. So I want you to pray for you. Okay, I want you to pray. Lord, Take me into a deeper relationship with you. Yes, make that your prayer. But for those of us who don't know, you're listening this morning, you don't know Jesus. You're listening this morning, you have departed from your faith. You don't love the Lord anymore. I'm calling you back to your relationship. I'm calling you back to a time of being with the Lord. Come back to Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, I want you to say, Jesus, I want to know you. I want to start a walk for, with you from today. Jesus, come into my heart. I declare you are my Savior. I declare that you are my Lord. Father, thank you. Lord, I say thank you for your people. Thank you for everyone who said that prayer. Thank you, Lord, because I know you, you heard them. Thank you, Lord, because I know you answered them. From today, Lord, walk with them. Lord, show them your presence. Show them how much you love them in the mighty name of Jesus. For every one of us who have been working with you, Lord, make this journey with you sweeter in the mighty name of Jesus. Take us deeper in our work with you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise 
in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen all right thank you so much for listening today god bless you enjoy your day